Good morning. I'm glad I got a chance to open God's Word and to share it with you today. We're continuing our study in the book of Revelation, and I hope that you are enjoying these studies, and I hope it's helping you to understand uh, the book in a greater sense. We've been looking at the churches, uh, the seven churches that the Lord Jesus Christ wrote a letter to. In each of these churches, the Lord wrote about what they were doing right and what they needed to repent of and how they needed to have a greater influence for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we come to the church at Philadelphia, and the church at Philadelphia is uh, the, the church that we should strive to be today. It's the church of the open door. Uh, the, the, the church was located in the city of Philadelphia, and we need to understand about this city before we get into the scripture, because I think it'll help us understand that the city of Philadelphia, it was a relatively young city. It was founded about 140 BC, but the location is the key. The, the location was, it was between two continents. It, it was on the highway that was located between the two continents continents between Europe and Asia, and it was located in a very key place, and the Greeks used the city as a missionary city to teach the Greek culture and the language to the barbarians that were in the east. And so the city was an outreach city that was to extend the influence of Greece beyond its borders. Now, the city was also located in a very uh, volcanic area that experienced a lot of earthquakes and what the inhabitants would do uh, during this time when an earthquake would come, they would leave the city, go out into the plain so none of the buildings would fall upon them. And uh, so, so the city was always on edge and the, the city was, was uh, located in this area. So everything that's going on with this city, the most important aspect is its location because the location of the city was in a certain place where it could be used to outreach to the neighboring areas to teach the Greek culture. And we see this also in the church. Now, let's go back and let's read the scripture because the church was an outreach church. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. They're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He is holy, he is true, he is of the lineage of David. Now he, he says, I know. In other words, he knows what the city, what the church did in the city, its reputation. Notice what he says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. Now, what's that open door? I believe it's an open door of opportunity to reach people for the Lord Jesus Christ. It was an open door of opportunity to expand the gospel, to be a missionary church. And that's what we should strive to today, is to be a missionary church. Now, notice this. I set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. In other words, it shows us that God is sovereign, he gave the church an open door. It's going to be an open door, and nobody's going to shut that open door. Now, he, he talks about the church. He said, for thou hast a little strength, a little strength. Now, uh, does it mean only they got a little spiritual strength? It could mean either their spiritual strength was small, but I think more important is probably that the church was small and that it had a little strength 
And the church was small, but it still had a great influence, had an open door. And I think this is one of the things that we get wrong today is that we look at the size of the church and we think a little church doesn't have an impact and a great church has a greater impact or a huge impact. But that's not the case. It, the case is whether God gives us an open door of opportunity to reach because every church has an opportunity to reach people for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and so whether it's a small church or a large church, the question is, is the church growing in the Lord? Does the church have an open door? And the open door comes from the Lord. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word. Notice that, has kept my word. Now, this is important. What was the word? The word of God. They did not compromise the word of God. They did not dilute the word of God. They preached the whole word of God. The church today that in our day and age, and I believe we're living in the very last days, how key it is for us to preach the entire word of God, that we don't compromise the word of God, that people are saved by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are called to repent of our sins, that we're called to live holy lives, that we are to preach the entire word of God. We must stand upon the word of God. So the Lord says, you got a little strength. You've kept the word. You have not compromised the word. Has not denied my name. That you have, you are not ashamed of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You've not denied his name. You're living for the Lord. He says, notice the next verse. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they're a Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. He says, I'm going to show other churches. I'm going to show these others outside the church that you are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you have not compromised. Now, what does it mean? The church was facing persecution. There were, there were those that were lying about the church, and they were saying uh, these were false Jews. They were saying uh, things about the church. They were lying about the church. But the Lord says, I'm going to let people know. I'm going to let the world know that you are a church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to let them know who you really are, that you love the Lord and that the Lord loves you. Notice that. To know that I have loved thee. Now, does it mean the church escapes persecution? No. But the Lord sets the record straight. And we need to understand that. I think about that verse in Matthew uh, chapter 5 when the Lord is, is on the throne. Um, excuse me, on the throne. When the Lord is at the Sermon on the Mount and he's preaching uh, the, the Word of God in the Sermon on the Mount and he, and he talks about the Beatitude. And when we look into uh, Matthew chapter 5 and the Beatitude there, he goes down and he says, uh, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. He said, those that are living for the Lord, there's people that's going to revile you, there's people going to persecute you, and they're going to lie about you. Notice what, say all manner of evil against you falsely. They're going to lie about the church. They're going to say the church is this, this, and this, and it's all going to be lies. But the Lord sets the record straight. Notice verse 12, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Let's remain faithful. Let's, let's, 
even during the times of persecution. Don't compromise the gospel. Don't compromise the word of God. Don't deny the name of the Lord. Stand fast. Stand in the strength of the Lord. And God's going to set the record straight that he loves his church. Now, what does the Lord say bad, bad about the church at Philadelphia? Nothing. He says nothing bad. He says, you got a little strength. You haven't denied my name. You've kept my word, and I've given you an open door of opportunity. And there's nothing that he says negative about the church. But we look down to verse 11. He says, behold, I come quickly. Hold fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. In other words, continue, endure, hold fast to the end. Don't give up. Even during times of discouragement and times of heartache and times of persecution, do not quit. Finish the task that's been set before you. Finish the race. You know, I think about Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verse 1 and verse 2. Wherefore, seeing we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, or the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That word patient can be translated endurance. Finish the race. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In other words, the Lord Jesus Christ finished what the Father called him to do, and we are to finish what God has called us to do. We are to finish the race. Now look down to verse 12. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. What a blessing that is, that we're going to be part of the temple of God and that we're going to be with him through all eternity. I, I think of Psalms 23 at the very end of that. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So the church at Philadelphia was the church, one of the churches in the last days. We're going to look at Laodicea next week. But the church of Philadelphia is a church in the last days that we should strive to become. That we're a church that has strength that we're a church that has not compromised the Word of God, that we have kept the Word of God, that we are a church that does not deny the name of Christ, that we stand upon Him and Him alone, that we are children of God. And then we need to be praying, Lord, give us an open door of opportunity. Give us a missionary-minded outreach that we reach those in our neighborhood and in our community for the Lord Jesus Christ. So what does that teach us? Well, he's writing to the church. And many times we think about he's writing to the church whole all over. But also, since you are a part of the church, he's writing to you individually. 
And he's telling you, what I want you to do, I want you to stand upon the word of God. I want you to proclaim that you are a child of God and ask the Lord for an open door. Let me ask a question, and maybe this question cuts hard, and sometimes we need it to cut hard. When was the last time you invited someone to church? When was the last time you invited someone to a Bible study or you invited someone over to share the gospel with, to be a testimony before them? Do we have an open door? I pray God gives us an open door of opportunity to share Christ with others, that we might see others come to know Christ as Lord and Savior. And when others outside try to persecute us and discourage us and say all these things about us, that we should not quit, but we should continue doing what God has called us to do. The Bible tells us that we're going to suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that if a man lives godly, he will suffer persecution. It's part of it. So let's don't quit. Let's endure to the end so that we might be like the Apostle Paul when he said at the end of his life, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. I finished my course. Let's finish. Let's finish strong. Let's let the Lord open doors of opportunity for us. And let's use that open door to share the gospel with a lost and dying world. I hope today that you are involved in a church. I hope that you are involved in a ministry, that you are reaching out to bring others to the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope you'll have a great day. Hope you'll have a great week. And we'll have look at the church at Laodicea in the next lesson. Continue to read your Bible. Continue to grow in the Lord. I'll see you then.